The scripture for this morning is uh, Psalm 92. Psalm 92. We've been going through the Psalms. We won't be hitting every one of them. We'll be able to get a lot of them in this fourth section or the fourth book of the Psalms. Um, Psalm 92 is an important psalm. Uh, Every one of them is important. It is um, a, a joyful psalm. It is a psalm to lead us to worship. Let's stand, and I'll read Psalm 92. I'll be using the New American Standard Bible, uh, updated in 1995. Hear God's Word. This is His holy, inspired, inerrant, infallible Word, Psalm 92. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. To declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness by night. With the ten-stringed lute and with the harp, with resounding music upon the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by what you have done. I will sing for joy at the works of your hands. How great are your works, O Lord, your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man has no knowledge, nor does a stupid man understand this, that when the wicked sprouted up like grass and all who did iniquity flourished, it was only that they might be destroyed forevermore. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies will perish. All who do iniquity will be scattered. But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil, and my eye has looked exultantly upon my foes. My ears hear of the evildoers who rise up against me. The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. So far, God's word. Please be seated. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you would open our hearts and our minds, that you would change us, that you would minister to our souls as we think about this song, this psalm for the Sabbath. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. A song for the Sabbath. It's the Sabbath. It's time to give thanks to the Lord Jehovah, to sing praises to the Most High, Elyon. It's the way to start off the week now that the Lord Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Oh, sing praises to the Most High. Verses 2 through 4. To declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness by night with the ten-stringed lute and with the harp with resounding music upon the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad You have made me glad by what you have done. I will sing for joy at the work of your hands. A liar, 
A, a lyre is like a, like a harp. It's, it's, if, if you know what the tail of a lyre bird looks like, uh, that, that looks like a lyre. I, I had, you, have, uh, you have a couple of things to shade in there, color in there if you want to. One is uh, a saxophonist there. Isn't that wonderful to give the Lord praise even with a saxophone? On my saxophone, there's a little clip, little little place to put a lyre. And it looks like a lyre where you would strum things, but it was made out of it's, it's brass covered at least. And, and if you were going to go on a, if you were going to play a saxophone uh, at a Christmas parade at, in a Whitmire or a Union or, or Chester, some of the places where we played, if you needed music, you'd, put your, you'd clip it to the lyre in front of you. Uh, musical instruments, lutes, harps, lyres, um, Shabbat Shalom. You have, the, you have those squiggly words there. Uh, the first one on the right, you read from the right to the left. First one on the right is Mizmor, and that means a song. And then there's our psalm. And then Shir is the next one, uh, second to the right. And that means a psalm uh, or, or, or song. And then for the day, for the Yom, uh, El, La, for Yom, and then Ha Shabbat. Uh, that's the that's the label for this psalm. It's not inspired, but it's it, we don't take it as the inspired word of God. But it's very helpful. It's a great song for the Sabbath. <laughs> so this week, you know what's been going around in my head doesn't make much sense, but it's song for the song of the South. It's what's been going around, you know, <laughs> about sweet potato pie and, and uh, uh, Wall Street fell and things like that. Psalm Psalm for today. We stay focused to praise, sing, and pray. Sing, sing, we sing to the sky. Praises to your name, uh, O Most High. To declare your loving kindness by day, at night we sing of your faithful way. We'll play the harp and we'll strum the lute. May the lyre assist our bearing spiritual fruit. Glad, glad, Lord, you've made me glad. For all you've done, there's nothing to add. For me, you've met all the law's demands. I ever praise you for the work of your hands. I'd like for you to look at the, at the, at the verses there in Psalm 92, and let, let me uh, give you a little uh, insight into the way this psalm and uh, Hebrew poetry are put together. Psalm 8 is the middle of the psalm. And therefore, it is presented as the most important part. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. That's like the middle. On both sides are three sections. The first section, and I'll just talk about those six sections. Leave the middle one out so I stay with even numbers. The first section uh, and the sixth section are about praising the Lord. The second section and the fifth section, the sort of a mirror image, second section and the fifth section are about why you should praise the Lord. And then the two sections, section three and four, right there around verse eight, are about those people who will not praise the Lord. So the structure is A, B, C, and then the middle middle verse 8, and then CBA. So let, let's look at this so we get a grasp on it. You know, I want you, to, want you to go back and love this psalm. So talking about phrase, starting with 
the first section, the, the first A section. It's good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness by night with the ten-stringed lute and with the harp, with the resound, with resounding music upon the lyre. That's all about let's praise God and then go down to verse 15, the last section, to declare, just as he said to declare up in verse 2, to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him. So the, the, the bookends are about declaring the Lord's praise. Now come in from the bottom and come in from the top and you have two more sections about why. So starting in verse 4, for, that means why, you know, why should I give you praise? Well, here's why. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by what you have done. So when we come to worship, when you go to worship in your closet at home, when you go to worship at your breakfast table, when you go to worship and, and sit in your, your easy chair or your straight chair or wherever it is, um, or, or you're worshiping driving down the road, for that matter, you, you are, you're praising the Lord because he has done great things for you. And you have reason to thank him and praise him. And so this is a particularly good psalm for the Sabbath day. That we gather together and we praise him and we thank him, thank him for what he's done. Verse 4, for you, O Lord, have made me glad by what you have done. I will sing for joy at the work of your hands. Now going down to the next to the last section that, that echoes that or mirrors that, starting with verse 10. But you have, it's a testimony, but you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. These are great blessings. And my eye has looked exultantly upon my foes. It's not, not that everything goes perfectly well. We've got problems, we've got evildoers attacking us. My ears hear of the evildoers who rise up against me. The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. This reminds you of Psalm 1, right? He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green. So the, the top of the psalm and the bottom of the psalm are saying, Praise God. Declare His praise wherever you go, especially on the Sabbath. And then, then as you come in the two sections, the second section and the second section from the end, is saying this is why he's been involved in your life. You've got stuff to say. If we were to stop right now and, 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 and all stay here through the evening, we could take a microphone, I'd ask Robert to get a microphone and pass it around, and every one of us could tell one story, two stories, ten stories, 15, 20, 50 stories, according to how old you are, about what the Lord has done for you. That's why you praise God. This one major reason, the major thing he's done for you is to pay for, his, for your sins on the cross. But he's been living in you. He's brought you through difficult times. He's given you beautiful times. He's brought you to the place where you despair and then brought you back up out of the pit. All these things that the Psalms have been talking about. But then there are two other sections that contrast with you. Now, Lord willing, you're doing what... We've talked about so far in Psalm 92. But there are people who breathe God's air, who drink God's water, who eat God's food, 
whose blood pressure is regulated by the Lord, whose every cell is under the care of God Almighty, and they never praise Him. They never give Him thanks. And this is put right there in the middle, except for that middlest verse, (laughs) verse 8, that says God's on the throne. God's got this. But there are people in God's world who reject him. May that not be us. Look at verse 6. A senseless man has no knowledge, nor does a stupid man understand this, that when the wicked sprouted up, now, if you want to mark in green, if you want to highlight in green four words, uh, in the NASB, one of, them is, one of them is sprouted up, and three of them are flourished. And it's, it's two words, and they're real synonyms. But um, in verse 7, you have two verses. Uh, you have sprouted up and flourished, and then you have 12 and 13 flourished two more times. <clears throat> two different kinds of flourishing. That when the wicked... You know, nor does a stupid man understand this. Now, this would be people who reject God, whose mind has not been enlightened by the Scriptures, who, who have not accepted the gospel, who say that there is no God, or that there's a God and he doesn't care, or that he cranked up the world and went off somewhere, as a, as a deist might say, or some, some other thing, or, or, or the 33 million gods, you might say, according to where you are in the world. But, but they haven't given God the glory. And so a senseless man is what he's talking about. The, the, the Proverbs fool, the, the Psalms fool. Um, a, a, a senseless man has no knowledge, nor does a stupid man understand this. And this is one of, if, if you don't have this verse marked, you might want to mark this one. The most important verse is verse 8. But verse 7 is really helpful to me and has been helpful to me, especially as, as a young Christian, that when, a stupid man does not understand this, that when the wicked sprouted up like the grass and all who did iniquity, sinners, rebellious, wicked, evil, all who did iniquity flourished on God's green earth. So you, you know this story, right? <laughs> You've seen it happen. Somebody is, is set on evil. My, my friends in college who would say, we are committed to polymorphous perversity. They are set that way. And they got good jobs when they got out of college. And they, they've had good jobs and they've made lots of money. And they have, in a worldly sense, flourished. It's clear. They have sprouted up. And they have flourished. You, you, you've got the same stories. You, you know this story. That when the wicked sprouted up like grass and all who did iniquity flourished, you know, it's, it's like the chaff of Psalm 1, right? It was only that they might be destroyed forevermore. All right, that is, that is false flourishing. That's cursive, restricted wickedness and injustice. That's, that's what happens. It's, Jim Boyce calls the response of these people the, 
the silence of the senseless. God gives blessings to all. Air, water, life, relationships. God gives blessings to all. He holds every one of us together. Colossians 1, 16 and 17. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and all things hold together or cohere or stick together. If, if, if Jesus were not holding you together right now, you, you just fall, fly apart. That's, that's Colossians 1, 17. And so for the wicked, he's giving them order and food. He gives, and he gives, and he gives, and then he, and then he listens. Crickets is what we say now, right? <laughs> he gets no praise. He gets no thanksgiving. Crickets do praise. Real crickets do praise. Buzzards praise. Lilies of the valley praise. You praise. But many, created in God's image, sustained moment by moment by his almighty power, designed by God to give him glory, as we said in those, that first question from the catechism, and to enjoy him forever, they're not enjoying him. They are not playing the lute and the lyre to his praise. They may be playing musical instruments, but not to the glory of God. They send nothing but silence as far as praise and thanksgiving back to heaven. The silence of the senseless. But don't you be silent. <laughs> don't you go a day in silence without giving him praise and thanksgiving. It's good to give thanks to the Lord, Psalm 92 says, and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness by night. Now, I've, I've read some commentators, one commentator, who said, why did they restrict it to just the morning and the night? Well, you, you know that's not the point. It's like all day long, all night long, always give him praise and glory. You can set aside special times, but always have that in your heart. Palm Sunday insight into Christ's feelings about this, this senseless silence as opposed to ceaseless praise and thanksgiving is in Luke 19. As he was going, they were spreading their coats on the road. As soon as he was approaching near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles which they had done shouting, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd. This is the illustration of the other side. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said, Teacher, teacher, rebuke your disciples. You know what Jesus said? Some of y'all know how to sing this. I tell you, if these become silent, the stones will cry out. Stones glorify the Lord. Raindrops glorify the Lord. Lightning strikes glorify the Lord. The rainbow glorifies the Lord. Cows glorify the Lord. But there are those who are made in the image of God, and I can tell you you're made in the image of God. I know that much about you. But if you're not giving him praise, then you are one of the silent, senseless ones in his world. 
He says, if we'll be silent, even the rocks will cry out. To live like that is a golem life. We've just gotten a, a, a new used car. Uh, I, just, um, uh, I just cleaned the, the back uh, window and found out, the things you find out after, after you purchase a car, I, I found out, I couldn't do it until I put Windex on it and stuff, and it, it, had, it, it had a sticker that said Salt Life on it. Well, you know, you can get a sticker, Salt Life, or Beach Life, or Lake Life, or Hunt Life, or Bow Life, or March Life, um, or Line Life, or, or, or Low Life. I haven't seen that one, actually. I read about it. Or there's a great one, Mom Life, Wife Life, Blessed Life. That's all on one. That's a great one. Or there's one called One Life with three crosses on a hill. But don't live Gollum life, living in God's world and grumbling about it. Living and flourishing physically and in earthly ways without praising and thanking God. Because if your flourishing has to do with money and property, if, if you think that's what flourishing really is, you see the end of that, right? It's like fireworks. We shot fireworks this week with grandchildren. One dollar fireworks that were available at, at Food Line. Um, they're short-lived. Even if you expend a, a whole lot of money on them, fireworks go up, they're flashy, and they are over. And if you're living a godless life, even if it is flashy as it could possibly be, it gets over fast. And when it's over, it is dark. That's what this psalm is saying. Live with God or live without God. Live for self uh, or uh, live for God. Focusing on this world as the goal of all things, if you think that's flourishing, versus focusing on the spiritual realities of life now and forever. You know how to spot spiritual flourishing, do you not? It, it, it doesn't have to do with counting dollar bills. It doesn't have to do with prestige in the society love joy peace patience kind of, you, you you know how to spot it and that flourishing that selflessness that joy that that giving that giving not knowing whether you have enough to give or not and finding it blessed beyond measure your tithing and claiming that odd promise from Malachi saying, if, if you tithe, if you, if you don't tithe, you're stealing from me and you're in trouble. But if you tithe, you won't be able to hold it. That's a, that's a direct promise from Malachi. Shakespeare was right for the ungodly. Macbeth, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in its petty pace from day to day to the last Syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out, out, brief candle. That's similar to my illustration from fireworks. This is not your story. Lord willing, it's not your story. Life's but a walking shadow. A poor player that struts and frets its hour upon the stage 
and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. Not so for you. You sing Psalm 92 for the glory of God. You say, O death, where is your sting? O death, where is your victory? There was a man, um, psychologist in 2011, who wrote a book called Flourish. And I just realized that flourish is a new buzzword. I'm really, if if this has been going on since 2011, I'm really slow to catch on, but I usually am real slow to catch on. It finally got to our General Assembly. I have thought for a few years that if anybody spoke at General Assembly or taught a seminar, you couldn't do it unless you said the word broken or robust. Now, I like robust because Wally means robust just as Wallace means stranger probably from, from Wales. But, but, but uh, it, for, a year, for a number of years, you just had to say robust. You had to say broken. This year we've added one. It's flourish. I just want to be sure we get flourish right. We've spent time talking about that flourish, that fragile flourishing. You know, this was your life. Uh, What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his very self? Luke 12, but God said to him, you fool, this very night your soul is required of you, the one who was building bigger barns. He he had a a vision for the future. He had a whole lot, and he was going to get a whole lot more. But boom, he was dead, and that was the end. That's not the end for you. This does, not mean that, that this does not mean that Ecclesiastes 3 is wrong. There are times to gather together. There are times to throw stones away. There are times to embrace. There are times to refrain from embracing. And life goes along, and, and you have these changes take place. I'd like for you to turn to Ecclesiastes 12. You know Ecclesiastes 3 really probably pretty well. And you, and you may know Ecclesiastes 12, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. So Psalms, you can find Psalms pretty easily. Proverbs is next. Then Ecclesiastes, and go to the end of Ecclesiastes. Chapter 12, I'll start reading it. Remember also that your creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days come and the years draw near when you will say, I have no delight in them. Now, this isn't evil like doing evil. This is like calamity evil in the Bible. This is, this is like arthritis setting in. That, arthritis is not a sin, but you've got to deal with it. You've got to live with it. Um, and, and, and so, as your life goes on, this, these things happen. This flourishing is, is not talking, is not saying, okay, if you have Jesus, you're not going to have car wrecks. If you have Jesus, you're not going to have arthritis. You're not going to have sinus problems. That's not what it's talking about. Um, verse 2, before the sun and the light, the moon and the stars are darkened. It doesn't mean the sun stops being bright. It's just you can't see so well. And clouds return after the rain. Uh, in the day when the watchmen of the house tremble and mighty men stoop. I mean, you're, you're sort of weak on your, your legs. can't stand up too, too straight or too long. The grinding ones stand idle. Your teeth are falling out because they are few. You look through the windows. You look through the windows. You can't see very much with the eyes. 
The doors of the street are shut as the sound of the grinding mill is low. You can't hear much. You're always saying, huh, huh, what? Um, yeah, we know that stuff, right? <laughs> um, the, but you can flourish even as you turn 30 and, and, and you realize your metabolism has changed rapidly at, at 30 and then 40 and then 50 and, and you go on. This is what Spurgeon says. Related to Ecclesiastes 12. Grace does not leave the saint when the keepers of the house do tremble. The promise is still sure, though the eyes can no longer read it. You know, the fellow who started the log college that was the basis for Princeton Seminary eventually, Archibald Alexander, He became a Christian because a lady who could no longer read the Word hired him to read the Bible to her and and to read a a commentator uh, and, and to read sermons from the Bible. The bread of heaven is fed upon when the grinders fall. And the voice of the Spirit in the soul is still melodious when the daughters of music are brought low. Maybe you can't hear the solo, <laughs> but, the, but the voice of the Spirit grows strongly. And those, even at the end of life, full of sap and very green, will flourish. The flourishing continues. It doesn't blow up like a firework. It's not headed for darkness. It's headed for light. They do not, they do not, uh, they shall be fat and nourishing they do not drag out a wretched, starveling existence, but are like the trees of full of sap, which bear luxuriant foliage. God does not pinch his poor servants and diminish their consolations when their infirmities grow upon them. Rather does he see to it that they shall renew their strength. We've already considered that verse. For their mouths shall be satisfied with his own good things. All the way... The Savior will lead you. All the way. Give him praise and thanksgiving. Don't be like the people in the middle of this psalm that live in his world and yet live a golem life of griping. (laughs) Hear what the, the top of the psalm and the bottom of the psalm say. Declare his praise. And then fill in the blanks for the second portion and the fifth portion with your own testimony. Copy what the psalmist does and declare why the praise of the Lord comes from you. Put your trust in the Lord. Set aside the Sabbath especially to worship the Lord. But in all of your life from the morning to the evening, Give him praise. Give him thanksgiving. If the Lord flourishes you financially, physically, and all those ways, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But don't put your heart there. Don't make that your treasure. It will burn up. But in Christ, you move right on over flourishing, flowering, budding, flowering, and you really flower out what you get to glory.
and get to sit down at the marriage supper of the Lamb.